From Schwartz Media, I'm Ange McCormack. This is 7am. When companies take advantage of consumers by misleading them, selling faulty products or breaking promises, there's a body that steps in, the ACCC. Its chair, Gina Cascott-Lieb, is responsible for launching cases against some of Australia's biggest corporations. The latest against Qantas is seeking an all-time record penalty from the airline. Today, senior reporter for the Saturday paper, Rick Morton, on the woman called the Alan Joyce Slayer and how she hopes to stop Australian consumers from being duped. It's Monday, September 18. Rick, I want to start by talking about big Australian corporations because all through this cost of living crisis, I guess there's been a sense that lots of them have been getting away with things like price gouging and taking advantage of consumers. Are we finally seeing some of them face consequences for doing that? Thank you for pointing that because I think there's a lot of community anger at the moment. We're seeing record profits from, you know, airlines like Qantas, from the big banks, uh, from supermarket chains, all while they're putting up prices because they say that, you know, inflation's adding to their cost of doing business and the supply shocks overseas and uh, yada, 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 yada. Like it's all, that's the story we've been told as customers. But then we see these record profits on the other hand and we go, hang on a second, I thought everything was getting expensive to do business. How are you making these enormous returns? Mm. And so there's this general sense of anxiety and frustration in the community. And just in the last couple of months alone, we've had some pretty big cases brought against corporate Australia um, precisely because of that community angst. So first you had, you know, gas companies facing $50 million worth of fines for breaching transparency obligations. The ACCC is examining allegations energy companies were gaming the system. That is... Then, of course, you had two very large Australian banks who were denied a merger over fears around competition. The competition watchdog has knocked back the ANZ's proposed $5 billion takeover of Queensland's Suncorp Bank. The ACCC found it could have a detrimental impact on lending. And then the biggest of them all. When the ACCC is taking legal action against Qantas, claiming the company was selling tickets for flights it had already cancelled. The consumer watchdog believes over 8,000 tickets were sold for flights that had been cancelled sometimes weeks earlier. And arguably it was that case in combination with the fact that Qantas had just announced a $2.47 billion record profit that forced Alan Joyce to bring his retirement, his resignation forward by two months. And all of these cases have one thing in common, and that they've been brought by Australia's consumer watchdog, the ACCC, which is the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. Yeah, and can you tell me a bit more about the new chair of the ACCC? Because I know ACCC commissioners are often very present in the media, but I feel like I don't know a whole lot about their relatively new chair. Honestly, I was the same. You know, I knew who Rod Sims was. I basically grew up with Alan Fells, the founding chair of the ACCC, and they were everywhere. They were on the morning TV shows talking about price of toothpaste and, you know, on Choice Magazine and all the rest of it. And then you get Gina Cascotley, who's the 
chair of the ACCC. She's been in the job for about 18 months and they've just announced this enormous case against Qantas. And she's essentially saying they need to pay a price for what they've done. And I've not heard a regulator talk that directly in a very long time, I must admit, as a journalist. So I managed to get her on the phone. You say that you've been busy <laughs> in your, your tenure so far at the ACCC. It has been extremely busy. And... and we had a good chat about her kind of philosophy and her approach to regulation. You know, I was kind of interested. I'm like, who is she? Like, she seemed like a bit of a go-getter. And she was the opposite in the sense that she was just like very matter-of-fact, very determined, very deliberate. We have an enduring priority to watch and to act as a, the, the consumer protection regulator. So first thing- she was a corporate lawyer. She founded the competition and regulation practice at Gilbert and Tobin as a partner in the 1990s. And she's been there ever since until she was appointed to this role. She was considered to be the best competition lawyer in the country. She's represented some of the biggest corporate players. She represented the ABC, the SBS, but also Kerry Packer, the Murdoch family. And so I was just like, well, how do you do that job, right? How do you then turn and become a consumer advocate? And I think I figured out pretty quickly within, you know, starting our conversation that she doesn't see any conflict between what is good for consumers and what is good for business. In fact, they ought to be the same thing. She said they serve each other. And then she, she went on to say, you know, I put it this way, vigorous, effective and robust competition delivers benefits for consumers. Uh, means that consumers have more choice, lower price. It also delivers benefits for innovation, productivity, and sort of spurring businesses to do better yeah. um, and to better meet consumer need and preferences. And equally interlinked with that, well-informed, not misled consumers benefits business and competition because then competition is happening on the merits rather than on a basis that uh, people are being misled and make a choice. And I think that's really interesting given that we are in a cost of living crisis because consumers, they just, they don't want to be diddled basically. Yeah, and Gina Cascotley obviously is an advocate for competition in markets, but the biggest part of her job is holding companies and corporations to account when they do the wrong thing against their consumers. That's a really big mandate. Where do you even begin with that as chair leading this commission? How do you prioritise who to go after? Yeah, a very good question. And I guess you've got big companies and you've got small companies. And proportionally, and she just openly says this because it's her job as a regulator, the bigger you are, um, the harder they're going to go against you. And she said, actually, the easiest way or the best way to get a large company to pay attention is to bring court proceedings against them. So taking a company like Qantas serves that warning function, not just to Qantas, but to other companies of all sizes. Cascot Lieb is a corporate lawyer who understands the law and expects big companies in particular to not just understand it, but to have the resources to do the right thing in the first place. And one of the ways they kind of find out what's going on is the best intelligence of all, it's consumer tip-offs. There were 2,600 complaints about Qantas. It was the most complained about business in the country. Is it worrying, do you think, that, you know, over the last couple of decades now we've seen competition be watered down in all kinds of sectors to the point that corporate Australia, you know, feels like it can try out these kind of tactics in the first place, even if the ACCC is going after big companies like that, have they failed by letting them get to this point in the first place? 
Yeah, I raised this with him, but and I said perhaps I'm getting too philosophical, but it did really seem to me that you've got across the ideological spectrum, all of whom agree or um, for different reasons that billionaires and large corporations seem to have a pretty cosy place at the table at the moment, while things are not going well for you and I. And, you know, Cass Gottlieb absolutely understands this issue. And she said, you know, we have sectors of our community who are undoubtedly significantly disadvantaged and also face vulnerability and harms to them. And and she said, we consider we have an enduring priority to watch and to act. And essentially, it's not just about doing your job as a regulator, but it's about keeping the peace. Coming up after the break... Why new ways of misleading consumers has to mean new powers for the ACCC. For longtime editor Winnie Dunn, there were a few rules she followed when writing her debut novel. I really don't subscribe to writing for the sake of you know, trauma dumping or getting your trauma out. That's what a therapist is for. Please, <laughs> please go see a therapist. We're very pro therapy. Yeah, yeah, if, no. if that's what you're using writing for. I'm Michael Williams, and on this week's very therapeutic episode of Read This, I chat with Winnie Dunn. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism and you'll receive the Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup made in collaboration with Fresco for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. Rick, from what we've been talking about, it's clear that the ACCC and Gina Cascotlieb are very active and motivated. How does she see the Commission going after some of her big priorities in the near future? You know, currently they're looking at greenwashing, as Cascot Lee puts it, and also just digital platforms in general, which, as she points out, are the two largest transformations going on in the world. And so when we talk about greenwashing, it's the really simple stuff, like when you buy a soap or a shampoo and it says that it's environmentally friendly and actually it's carbon offset and they're going to plant 10 trees. The ACCC wants to make sure that when a company makes a claim, it, it damn well better be able to verify it because suddenly uh, there's money in being green. Even in a cost of living crisis, people are willing, people who can afford to are willing to pay a premium if they can get something that is better for the environment. And so the ACCC doesn't get to write the policy around you know, what you can and can't offer as a company, but it does get to say you've got to be honest. And digital platforms, mm. well, Lordy, <laughs> where do you even begin? I mean, digital platforms control so much of our lives, and yet there are so few of them that truly offer anything that even comes close to being, you know, honest dealings. Particularly, she gave me this example where, you know, when people are signing up for something and you, you've gone through all these steps and it says it's $12 a month, and right at the end it says, actually, it's $15 because we've now added this thing on and you can't get out of it. But you know, psychologically, we'd already made the decision to purchase, so we kind of just do. That's misleading. And and Cascot Lieb uh, is paying particular attention to the EU and the United Kingdom because, you know, 
you have to. Uh, and big tech is at the forefront of a lot of these kind of moves by business to try and circumvent um, consumer law or to circumvent, and, you know, frankly, quite a lot of laws, <laughs> actually, uh, when you sit down and think about it. And so you've got to be paying attention to these things before they get to Australia um, because a, a lot of the tech giants will try this stuff on elsewhere in other markets before they might try and hoodwink us down here. And so what Cascotlib is looking at and the ACCC is looking at in particular is, well, how do we actually, you know, there's no point if you've got more money than most countries, i.e. Facebook, Google, fines aren't really going to deter you. In fact, she says that they just price it in. And so she wanted to look at a way for how do you get around that as a regulator when your punishments don't seem to be working? So, Rick... A regulator is only as useful as how much power it has and what it can actually do in whatever space it's regulating. How much do we need Parliament and the government to back stronger rules, more forward-thinking rules for corporation to give the ACCC more power? I mean, I think that one of the arguments or the criticisms against regulators everywhere often is that they don't use the powers they have, right? But the ACCC seems to be using them to the fullest extent that they can. And so then it becomes a question of, well, what more might they want? And that's certainly one of the propositions that Gina Cascott-Lieb has put to the government in that speech she gave at the National Press Club in April about merger law reform. After 12 months in this role, I have observed firsthand the challenges with our current settings and formed the view that changes are needed. You know, she's of the view that most mergers are actually very good. The vast majority of merger transactions do not harm competition and can provide benefits, including by allowing firms to achieve efficiencies, diversify risk or enter new markets. But then you get the ones at the pointy end where they really do either destroy a market or distort a market and ruin prospects for consumers. We should also acknowledge that mergers can entail a material change in the structure of a market. The ACCC needs to have the tools necessary to be able to properly scrutinise and, if necessary, prevent those mergers that are likely to substantially lessen competition. And so she's of the view that those laws currently, as they're constituted, don't go far enough or don't give them the right skill set to call for information from companies who are involved in those mergers about what will happen at the end, can they be stopped? And that's where we get this competition review um, announced by Treasurer Jim Chalmers when he's talking about, well, what are the settings across the economy? Um, he name-checked Cascot Leib's recommendations on merger law reform as being considered by this, which he's only just announced. So already now that's something that she's put on the radar. And so she's a regulator that isn't just going to sit there and say, no, we've got everything we need, which a lot of them do, by the way, because they don't want to ruffle any feathers. So I guess this isn't just about trying to catch businesses that do the wrong thing. What Gina Cascot Leib is really talking about here is that the way we regulate corporations in Australia probably has to change. The government and her own organisation might need to try new approaches. Yeah, I, I mean, they absolutely do. And I think, I mean, certainly Cascot Lieb recognises that. And when she started talking to me about, you know, setting rules and terms and conditions for big corporations like those tech giants in Europe, where they're trying to say, well, here's very explicit things that you can and can't do now, rather than tell you after the fact um, that something's gone wrong and then we take you to court and then it takes five years and then you get hit with a billion-dollar fine, which you can easily afford to pay that you priced in. That's not really deterring anyone, right? 
So they're trying to stop that from happening in the first place. I think the the scales need to be more finely rebalanced in favour of consumers everywhere around the world, but particularly where, you know, free markets um, have been a little, not too free, but literally haven't been regulated properly at all. Um, And I think these things only work when you've got the wisdom of outside eyes paying attention and keeping everybody honest. You need a regulator who's willing, A, to listen and believe those complaints, but also use their powers and their resources to investigate them. And honestly, you know, Gina Cascot-Leap, she's scary smart. So if I was corporate Australia, I would be paying a lot of attention to what she's doing right now. Rick, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Ange. Appreciate it. For Sloan Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship, and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also in the news today, an investigation by the London Times and the UK's Channel 4 has accused British comedian Russell Brand of sexual assault and emotional abuse. Five alleged victims were interviewed in a documentary. One named only as Alice said she was 16 when the then 31-year-old Russell Brand assaulted her. Brand issued a video statement denying all of the allegations. And marches in support of the Voice to Parliament were held in cities across Australia over the weekend, drawing thousands of supporters. The marches coincide with a new $20 million advertising blitz to be rolled out across TV, radio and print starting this week. I'm Ange McCormack. This is 7am. We'll be back again tomorrow.